A reading from the 16th chapter of the book of Exodus. Beginning with verse 2. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. If the world from you withhold all its silver and its gold, remember that little bird. Because God isn't fair, God is generous. We're going to hear a story about that right now. Are you ready? Anybody want to hear what Jesus has to say? I heard Grayson back there. Did y'all hear it? Aren't you glad to be a church where a boy can feel glad and happy to hear from Christ? I just want y'all to be happy when you hear this so you don't think Jesus is agging on you. You know what I'm saying? There's good news for us today. Listen for it. Reading from the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. 
When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay beginning with the last, and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last the same as I give you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So Jesus says that this landowner asked these grumblers, are you envious? In the Greek, it sounds even worse. In the Greek, what he literally said to them, is your eye evil because I'm good? Do you hear the force of that? Remember, Jesus told him in the Sermon on the Mount, that the eye was like the window to the soul. And so this landowner says to these grumblers, is your eye evil? Oh man, doesn't that get to the heart of envy? Isn't it true that when you see somebody getting something, sometimes it wells up in you a little bit, and you think, well, I've been working on the perfunctory kitchen staff for 30 years. They didn't put a plaque on the wall with my name on it. If I had $1,000 for everybody, every time somebody reminded me, you know, 10% of the people do all the work in the church, I would have probably at least $20,000. It's grumbling, right? It's the people first hired grumbling because the people who came at the last minute got the same thing. Rock and I play a game at the men's dinners. I show up right when he's about finished washing dishes and ask him if he needs help. But that's just because I was doing it. And then, you know, I, he started doing it and, you know, and now it's more fun because, you know, the joke is that preachers are like blisters. They show up when the work is over. But it's not true. But it gets into our, our ideas about the world, right? 
We think if we were the first to show up, then we're more important than the person that came at the end. Do we not? All the time we think that. I've been here the longest. Surely I shall get a Rolex when I retire. (laughs) Oh, I've been here 20 years. I should have gotten that promotion, not the new person who's been there 10 years. She's only been here 10 years. Never mind that you quit working 15 years ago and your employer knows it. But that's how we think, isn't it? Because we're driven by a zero-sum game idea that everybody should get in accordance to what they deserve. Am I wrong? I deserve this. My human dignity tells me I deserve whatever the heck I want. And I should be able to get it by any means I want because the ends justify the means. And if the end that I want is something that's good for me, well, then I'll just go get it. This is the morals of a brave new world inspired by Immanuel Kant. That we can all decide together what is good. We do not need God to tell us what is good. We don't have to assume that God is good and then therefore try to be like our Creator so that we can be in communion with our Creator. Or even dare hope that Jesus might transform us and heal us of our sin. Oh no, preacher, don't tell us that. Just tell us that we got our ticket punched and we're going to heaven. Don't tell me Jesus is going to mess with my life here in this world. I want to be idle. I want to hang out in the marketplace. I don't really want to work. I just want to stand around and look like I want to work. Worldly thinking. I wonder about those people who were hired last. I mean, surely other people were coming and hiring people. Isn't that kind of the force of Jesus' story? That this is just like it used to be when I would pull up in front of the Oliver Gospel Mission and pick up day laborers in the back of my truck and take them to a job site and tell them to dig. It's the same thing. It still happens even today. People still go and pick people up to go to work every day. Day laborers are still a thing. Why are these people left? Were they lazy? Did they not want to work? Did everybody know that they wouldn't work hard? Why are they left? And if they don't get hired, how are they going to take care of themselves? How are they going to take care of their families? What's going to happen to them? What's going to happen to the child that depends upon them? I don't hear the grumblers asking those questions, did you? They're just angry because the person hired at 5 o'clock got the same denarius they got who were hired at 6 o'clock in the morning. They're mad. How dare you pay them the same as us? And so the landowner says, friend, I've done you no wrong. Did I not pay you what I said I would? They grumbled. They grumbled against the landowner. Their words are not bad words if you flip them on their head. They said they complained against the landowner. You have made them equal to us. And therein lies the problem, right? How many of us think we're the worst person at our job? Anybody? Don't most of us think that I'm the, best per- I'm the best person in this company? All the rest of these people are idiots, and I'm just carrying the team? That's pretty typical employee mindset. I'm carrying everybody in this place. Man, without me, they would go under. One of the most disappointing days in my life was the first time I came back from vacation at the ar- first architectural firm I worked for, and they hadn't fallen apart. How did you not fall apart while I was gone? Don't y'all know I hold this place together? But no, they were fine. 
We inflate our sense of self. We inflate our sense of right. We inflate our sense of what we deserve. We inflate it all because we just want and we envy. And Jesus is telling us a story about that because there's this young man who comes to him and he says, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, What does the book say? And he names the things and he says, All of these I've done. And Jesus said, That's good. One thing you lack. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor and come follow me. And you know what he decided? Eternal life didn't look so good after all. Because he didn't want a God who was generous. He wanted a God who was fair. He wanted a God who would reward him according to his sense of dignity and his sense of self-worth and his sense of what is right and wrong and how dare anybody tell me that I'm not right about that, he was thinking. Especially this peasant from Galilee. Wow. We come here today ostensibly because we desire to be here. To worship this God who has called us into new life. This God who has given us the gift of faith. This God who by grace is saving us from ourselves, from our envies, our jealousies, our hatreds, our core wickedness. This God who, as Kelly said, is scooping all the pumpkin gunk out of us and filling us with light. And what Jesus seems to want from us is that we would simply appreciate it when He gives the same thing to those who come later. Do you hear that? A lot of people think, I've been working in this church for a hundred years and ain't nobody else as important as I am. It's just not true. Every soul that comes through the door of this building, every person who comes here and submits to Christ in baptism, makes a profession of faith, becomes a member of this congregation, is as important as the person who's been here for 112 years and has all the keys. Because that's how God works. We talked a couple, was it last week when I did the big numbers thing, right? 190,000 something lifetimes it would take you to repay your debt to God, I think Jesus was trying to get across to us. Let me ask you, are you glad God's not fair? Because you don't deserve that forgiveness. It's a gift. I don't want a fair God. I want the generous God Jesus is talking about. A landowner who keeps coming back and hiring people that nobody else wanted. Not because they were going to do great work, but so that he could pay them. Did you hear that? Did you notice that the foreman didn't ask them how many grapes they had gathered before he paid them? Did you notice he didn't ask them how hot it was, how hard they worked? Did you notice he didn't ask anybody else, hey, did this guy put in a fair hour? All he did was pay them. And the landowner said, pay the last first because he wants the first to see that he's generous. And those first, they could have said, you have made them equal to us as praise of the landowner, couldn't they? Couldn't they? Doesn't it seem that from this parable what God wants of His church is for us to celebrate the person that came two weeks ago as much as we celebrate the person that was born here and grew up here? 
Doesn't it seem that way? Doesn't it seem like God wants us to celebrate the most recalcitrant, backslidden horror of a person that could ever walk in here as much as we celebrate dear saintly old Ida? But do we? I wonder sometimes. I wonder. I wonder if we're not sitting sometimes in the chair of those first thinking, you know, I've worked really hard around here. Someday they're going to put a plaque over the wall. Now, every pastor wants to be that guy that has a pew named after him. They won't admit it, but it's true. Oh, when I leave here, there won't be another pastor that can keep this place open. It's silliness. God is constantly going to the marketplace looking for workers. Not so that they can work, but so that God can bless them in the work. Because we can come and we can think about doing the work of following Jesus as sweating in the sunshine, as they said, sweltering in the heat of the noonday. Or we can think about it as we're being blessed by a generous God and allowed to participate with God in the work of saving people from damnation. Which seems like a brighter thing to you? Are you glad that God is generous? Are you glad that God is not looking to reward us based on our position in life or our wealth, what we have, or even who we are? That God is not a respecter of person, but God goes to bless the unhirable in the same way He as He blessed those first hired. What an awesome God we serve. God loves all. There's no way around it. And God will continue to come looking for workers, looking for people that God can hire for the sole purpose of blessing them and giving them the same mercy and forgiveness that someone who's worn the same wood in a pew for 50 years we'll receive. Because God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. Gracious. And graciously unfair. And I don't know about you, but man, I'm grateful for that. I deserve the pit of hell. And yet He stands me up here to proclaim the gospel. A sure sign that God is good. Amen. Amen.